Oli oli my lovelies, welcome to Sensitively Magical, a podcast where highly sensitive witches and intuitive creators come to celebrate our unique magic and creativity together. I'm your host, Millie Quintero, Libra Sun, Aries Rising, Pisces Moon. How was last week for you? How has this waning moon treating you? How has the world been treating you? How have you been treating yourself? <laughs> I don't know if you know, maybe you know if you saw my stories over the weekend on Instagram, but Friday my partner and I were filming on a documentary that we work at and that kind of put me behind a little bit and I was pretty exhausted, so Saturday came around and... I decided to take the full day off thinking that I was going to be able to work on Sunday. And then what happened was my brother was in town. I went out for lunch with him and my partner and lunch became partying. <laughs> We ended up doing mushrooms. I did shrooms for the very first time in my life. And that was super fun. Nothing, nothing bad at all about that and then Sunday I woke up and I was kind of exhausted but I still felt like I had the energy to work and then poof female body decided to throw some bleeding at me so I got my period <laughs> that was a pretty graphic visual I apologize but yeah I got my period and I ended up not being able to work which means that I took two full days off and I don't feel bad about it However, it's Monday and I am recording this episode for you on Monday, the day that is supposed to air. Why do I keep doing this? Because I have not figured out how to batch these episodes. What can I say? This is a learning curve. I'm trying to get it together, but this is as together as it is right now. And that's okay. And I hope that you, my dear listener, most likely as a highly sensitive person, are able to understand that sometimes there are things that we need to learn and we have to figure out and this is one of them for me right now but because I still want to show up and I still want to share with you my magic here I am however given the circumstances I will only be sharing today the cosmic flow for the week why one I am not at my 100% to give you my 100%. I am at like 25. I'm not gonna lie. I'm at like 25% right now, trying to do my best to give you my best. And my best right now is 25%. Hence, I am giving you a quarter of the value that I give every Monday on these podcast episodes. And we're gonna say that that's fine. Yeah. Can you work with me on this? <laughs> I am sorry, I apologize that this is not what you expected from this Monday, especially when I told you last week that I am adding an extra segment to the Monday episodes. However, I'm still showing up, yeah? And I'm still giving you value. And the thing is, the astrology of this week is a lot. And maybe this is just what needed to happen Again, we're highly sensitive people, we get easily overwhelmed. So I think that right now, this week, we, all of us, may be going through a lot. And maybe it's just the perfect opportunity to give you just what you need. 
just the bare minimum of what you may need for the week. Because again, we have an intense week. If you listen to last Monday's episode, episode three, the astro forecast, I gave you a heads up that we have a new moon eclipse tomorrow, Tuesday, the 25th. So given that, let's just focus on the astrology for the week on this episode and we will return to the normal way these episodes work next week. Yes? <laughs> With that being said, let's dive into today's episode. Cosmic Flow is my weekly forecast for the highly sensitive person in which I combine predictive and electional astrology to guide you on how you can co-create your art and reality with the help of the planets throughout the week. Just as highly sensitive people are easily overwhelmed by the energies in our physical and immediate environment, I believe that we are just as impacted by the energies of the planets, which means that we can both be more vulnerable to those energies and knowing how to work with their frequencies, be empowered to enact our will and fulfill our creative potential with their support. I start this segment by listing the transits of the week by day so you can first connect to your own intuition and try to get a sense of what the energies may mean. I encourage you to try this out even if you don't really know anything about astrology or what the transits might sound like. Then I'll walk you through what these transits mean starting with the general sense of the energy given by the fast-changing moon and moving to what the rest of the planets are up to. Lastly, I close the segment with a collective intention for the week and suggest the planetary magical practices that you can engage with to start co-creating with the planets. Now that you know what to expect, let's dive in. Today we are talking about the cosmic flow for October 24th to the 30th. Monday... We don't have anything going on astrologically. Thank freaking goodness. <laughs> Tuesday, the moon enters Scorpio. And three hours later, there will be a new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio at two degrees. Then Wednesday, Mercury trine Mars. Thursday, the moon will enter Sagittarius. And three hours later, Mercury will square Pluto. Friday, Jupiter enters Pisces. Saturday, the moon will enter Capricorn. The week closes with Mars going retrograde. At first glance, what do these transits tell you about the energy of the week? Feel free to pause before listening to my interpretation. So, let's explore what's going on. First, let's work with the moon. What's the moon up to this week? At the beginning of the week, the moon is joining in the sun and Venus in the sign of Scorpio. We've got a party. There's a party going on here. And it's bringing us the beginning of eclipse season. Before we even unpack the theme of this new moon, I think we need to talk about what eclipses are. So, what's involved in an eclipse? The moon, the sun, and the lunar nodes, which are the north and the south node. The nodes are two points in the sky where the moon's orbit, like the trajectory the moon does around the earth, 
intersects with the ecliptic, meaning the path the sun seems to be doing around the earth. However, we do know we, the earth, is the one that moves around the sun. But because for us it looks like it's the sun that it's moving, that's what we call the ecliptic. That path the sun seems to be doing, following around us. So the nodes are a mathematical equation that explains the points, the two points in the sky where the moon's orbit and the ecliptic of the sun meet. An eclipse happens when a new or full moon occurs near the north or the south node. When a new moon or full moon occurs near one of those two points, it makes the luminaries, meaning the sun or the moon, go dark. A while ago, very long time ago, eclipses used to freak us out because we get scared because we're like, what the fuck? Some source or some force or some entity just ate the sun or the moon. So they used to wake up terror because we didn't have an explanation for what an eclipse was. Today, we have artificial lighting, so we don't really get to see the changes of the sky. And we also have a rational explanation for what happens. So we don't necessarily fear them, but there, we still have strong emotions when eclipses are going on because they are still a reason to even marvel and be in a state of awe. Let's just remember the eclipse from 2017. It was a pretty big deal. People were making like um, raves, like festivals going on around this theme of the eclipse of the 2017. So we still, even if we're not terrified of them, we still get marveled by them. So regardless of our perspective on eclipses, we are strongly impacted at an emotional level by them because of that primal connection we have to this idea of the sun or the moon being eaten by something. Suddenly, it's dark. Now, there are two types of eclipses. There's the north node eclipses and the south node eclipses. A north node eclipse is a time when things, events, people will are more likely to like show up. Things just kind of like come your way and they just feel like they were thrown into your life it's like boom something magically appear whether that's a good thing or a quote-unquote bad thing <laughs> like it's just something that's like thrown into your way and now you're stuck with that then south node eclipses are a time to release grieve and let go Prepping on this thought for a second, because before we dive into unpacking tomorrow's eclipses, I want to let you in on the symbolism of the new moon and my unpopular opinion. Traditionally, witches set intentions on a new moon. A new moon occurs when both the sun and the moon are in a conjunction, meaning they are at zero degrees from each other, which makes them look like they are together and people have given them a connotation of sort of like the sun and the moon having sex, and then the moon being impregnated with the sun seeds. I don't really subscribe <laughs> to this way of explaining and seeing the, the new moon. But just to go with this example, and then I'll give you my real example, I don't advise any witch to set up intentions during any new moon, being an eclipse or not, because of the following. 
Even with this pregnancy example, you don't always have sex and get pregnant and then like know immediately, hence set to confirm the intention or commitment to be a parent right that second. You may have been planning to get pregnant, you may have sex, and you may, after you find out, choose to continue that idea, that intention of being a, of becoming a parent. And what if you just choose to change your mind? You most likely are going to make that decision not the second that you got pregnant, but when you realized you were pregnant. Again, I don't really subscribe to this belief of the sun and the moon coming together and having sex and like impregnating and having this seed situation. I don't really like that analogy. I don't know why. I just don't like it. <laughs> so I'm going to go with my example, with my analogy. When there's a new moon, the moon is at its darkest. We don't actually see the moon in the sky. We don't even see a little crescent. It's dark. It's dark for about three days. So if the new moon is tomorrow, Tuesday the 25th, the moon has been dark at least from today, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Sometimes it's like a day more. So think about it this way. At night, you go to bed and you go to sleep. And unless you're setting an intention for your dreams, most likely you're going to set an intention for the day when you wake up and there's light out. The sun is shining. When you're going through a dark night of the soul, you're not setting an intention during a dark night of the soul. You're figuring shit out. You're trying to make sense of what is going on with you for that moment of enlightenment you're going to have right after your, night, your dark night of the soul is over. We're not setting intentions during a dark night of the soul. Do you follow me? We don't set intentions in the dark. In the dark, we rest. We sleep. We sit with our feelings. We connect to ourselves. We nurture ourselves. We practice compassion. Again, this is my unpopular opinion. But to me, it doesn't make sense that we set intentions with the darkness. Instead, in the darkness, we try to understand. We try to see, because if you think about it, the lights, even if the lights are out, maybe the power went out. I don't know. I live in a country where the power goes out all the time. So, of course, this is going to be my example. You like squint your eyes and you're like, okay, where's the table? Okay, I need to walk to where the candle is or where the flashlight is. And I have to make sure that I don't walk into something, <laughs> right? So we're trying to adjust to a new perspective. Oh my God, this just happened, but this makes so much sense. Ooh, a download. I don't know. My brain just made a connection. But yes, that's exactly it. We just had the Libra cycle. Last week, we were integrating those lessons. Right now, we are adjusting to that new perspective we just had last week. Two, plan the seat, consciously make the, the decision to set an intention for the new lunar cycle when there's light, when the moon is in its waxing crescent, when it's starting to send lighting 
towards us because right now the moon is going through her own dark night of the soul. Does that make sense? So this is why I don't advise anyone to set an intention during the new moon. Now, you do you, baby boo. You do you. I'm not going to force you into anything. You believe what you want to believe. This is how I work my witchcraft. This is how I work my life. This is how I make sense of the world. If you like it, you can do that. If not, that's okay too. You can disagree. I'm not going to force you. Okay. <laughs> that being that, let's continue. So, both new moons and eclipses are times to truly and deeply rest. This is not a time to start a new project. This is not a time to set intentions. And this is not a time to manifest. Nope. This is a time to basically, if you can, go to sleep. Honestly, go to sleep. Go and do what is nurturing. Go and do what you do when you're trying to adjust to a new perspective. And honestly, I hadn't thought about that until now, but if you think about it, you do go to sleep when you have a problem and you cannot solve it because you go and give your brain a rest for it to figure it out while you're sleeping. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, here's the solution. Okay, now that you're in context, let's unpack this Scorpio new moon eclipse. This is a second of a series of three eclipses in Scorpio. The first one was on May 15th, the second one is tomorrow, Tuesday 25th, and the last one will be on May 5th, 2023. So we're right on the middle of this story. All three of these South Node eclipses, which means that this story is being about releasing, maybe around May 15th this year, you started to notice that something wasn't working. Think about what that may have been. Just if you have your journals, if you've been writing, if you just trust your memory, think back around May 15th, that second week of May, what may have been happening that you were like, this ain't working anymore. I gotta get rid of this. Or maybe it wasn't those words, obviously, but it was more like, this needs to change. What was that for you? What was that thing that you realized, if I don't change this, fuck, basically. Think about what that may have been. And because this week is the second one, we're right in the middle of the story. We're right in the middle of what these Scorpio eclipses are trying to teach us. We're right in the sticky part. So what does that mean? Do I let go? Do I hold on to this? It's very uncomfortable, like... Obviously, this process already started, but like, what is it trying to tell me? What am I trying to do? Am I making a mistake for letting go? Am I making a mistake for holding on to this? What do I do? We're probably not 100% ready to let go as of right now. This week, most likely, we aren't ready for that. But we are understanding that this release may be necessary, may be a necessary step but only you have the answer, right? You. You have the power. So most likely around May 2023, we may be ready for another chapter of our lives. But letting go, it's never easy. And grief is not linear. 
As if eclipses weren't primal enough already, it's happening on one of the most primal signs, Scorpio. The sign of the zodiac that has to do with death, with sex, with transformation, with shadow, with our psyche. Primal. Very primal. And to top it all off, this new moon is happening in conjunction with Venus. Remember how last week we were talking about the Venus Cassini for Saturday? Okay, this energy is still here. Venus is still very close to the sun and the moon when this is happening. So maybe this thing we are releasing has to do with our relationships or our concepts of beauty, pleasure, and creativity. Or our concept of love. It may not manifest to everyone like this because it's going to depend on what house of your chart this Scorpio new moon is hidden, activating. But most likely, collectively, our notions of love are changing. Our notions of our relationships are changing. The way that we relate in our relationships are changing. The shadow of how we behave in our relationships may not necessarily want to just come up, but it also wants to be like showing you what can be different. We behave like this because of this. Could we do this now differently? Or maybe we are owning our responsibility on what isn't working and you can now see what you gotta let go of. We can now see our own bullshit and we can feel more fulfilled with our lives after the storm. But we're in the storm right now. <laughs> this is what the week, this week is about. So this new moon, cry the tears you need to cry, laugh what's brought you joy. Like, it's not all about sadness. Of course, there's been beautiful things that this thing, this aspect of your life that you're ready to let go may have brought you joy. There, there must have been joy at some point. Laugh, let it like fill it in your bones and whatever you need to cry, cry it out too. Grieve what's ended. Connect to your pain, your sorrow, your sadness. Love that it existed, love that it happened, but also cry. Also mourn, feel it, feel it now, feel it this beginning of the week. Allow yourself to seed with the uncomfortable emotions, the emotions that the world has told us are not acceptable. Let's go back to Tika's interview, sadness not being acceptable in her house. Allow yourself to do that. Allow yourself to act differently, this Scorpio new moon, in a world that has told us that it's not okay to grieve, in a world that has told us that it's not okay to be sad, in a world that has told us that we have to Grief at a very fast pace. This is funny because I wasn't even, I don't even have this written down, but I just had this thought. Once again, I was on Saturday with my brother having lunch and, you know, in the conversation, something came up where I was talking about my dad and, you know, I was, a, I was, a, I was talking about a shadow aspect of my dad and I didn't realize this, but it was my partner who brought it up in conversation yesterday when my brother like felt uncomfortable that I was speaking quote-unquote negatively of my dad and then if you don't know my dad passed away last year so just to put you in context but you know I've done my grief I've done my healing process like and I 
like I don't when I speak negatively of my dad, it's never to like shame him. It's because it's a fact that he was also an ass sometimes. And like there's nothing wrong with that. I mean like like there's nothing wrong with talking about the shadow aspects of him because he also was a great father, if not the best father in this whole world. But my brother was uncomfortable about that, and so he closed whatever conversation I was having with, but he was a great man. And it's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not denying that, but, you know, like, we, can, we cannot live one thing without the other. There's a whole spectrum of things. And I think that this is kind of what this new moon Scorpio eclipse is showing us is that part of like, we got to accept the ride as it is too. Like we got to allow ourselves to live those parts of our lives as well. The happiness, the joy, the sadness, the grief. And this is what this week is about. It's about connecting to what's moved us in a direction that makes us very uncomfortable but that may be a necessary step in our lives, or you may not. Maybe you're just like having a back to that back and forth situation that we were talking about a couple of weeks with ago with Mercury being in Libra, right? Where, oh, maybe you're just not deciding just yet. Maybe you don't necessarily have to release it 100%, but something's got to go, right? And you're just trying to figure that out. So anyways, I went on a tangent, but the point being connect, <laughs> connect to those uncomfortable, sticky emotions now. So when the waxy moon begins on Thursday, we've already done our cleansing. Like we're ready, like there's a little bit of space now open because we've allowed to be, to be in our feelings and like we've allowed to like maybe realize what needs to, we need to let go. And we're cleansed because remember crying, it's very cleansing. Crying, it's the way the soul cleanses itself. Honestly, have you like never had like a good cry that you just like cry and then you're like, ah, oh, that feels so much better. <laughs> like I feel so good now. Like, okay, now I can move on. Now I can continue on on my path. That's exactly how it's going to feel on Thursday. If you allow yourself to connect to that sadness, to the grief, to whatever it's going on, to whatever it's moving you deeply, Scorpio. So we can be ready for the next phase of this journey, which is from now, basically, until May 2023, as I mentioned. Okay. We can't expect to be always moving forward without taking a moment to be in our feelings, connected to ourselves. Growing is a spiral and a movement of expanding and contracting. It isn't linear. We're not a calendar. We're not a, we're not a human-made calendar. We're not linear. It's a spiral. And we need to create spaces in our lives for that contraction and to feel that contraction. And what a perfect moment than Scorpio on a new moon. A new moon in Scorpio, I mean... <laughs> So, as I mentioned, 
We just went through the last quarter of the Libra cycle and we integrated what we learned from that sign. Now it's time to be with those insights, what they mean, what they're revealing to you about what you could do next or what could come your way next. Sit with this during the Scorpio new moon and when Thursday comes along and there actually is a crescent moon in the sky, set your intention for this cycle. When you've allowed the moon to go through her own dark night of the soul, when you've allowed yourself to go through your own mini dark night of the soul, once there's a little bit of light in the sky from the moon, we can set our intentions. Okay, so that is the new moon for you. But of course, that's not the only thing the moon is doing, so let's briefly talk about that. So once again, in case that you already forgot what the transits were. The moon will be moving through Scorpio, Sagittario, and Capricorn. Oh, I just say Sagittarius in Spanish. Okay, we're going to roll with that. Scorpio, Sagittarius, and Capricorn. <laughs> so moon-wise, Monday to Wednesday, rest. Sit with your feelings. Grief the month. Grief the week. Grief the year. Grief that thing in your life that has come to an end. Scorpio. Thursday and Friday, do research. Study something. Maybe about that realization you made during the first half of the week or something you need to learn about for your sacred work. And set that intention for what you want to create this next month. And then Saturday, make a plan for how you'll sh you're going to show up and achieve that intention. Because... This is witchcraft a la milli, man. This is witchcraft a la milli. I'm not going to tell you to go and set an intention and be like, yeah, that's magically going to happen just because I declare it to the universe. And I'll put, yes, we have the universe's support many times and it tends to work on its own when we trust. Yet we also got to do our part for the magic to happen. And how do we help that magic to happen? And how do we co-create with the universe and the stars? We make a plan. We make a plan to show up and achieve that intention. And Capricorn is going to help us do that because Capricorn will help us figure out how do I show up to create this intention. Okay, the rest of the planets. So, on Wednesday... Mercury will trine Mars. Again, ideally, this first half of the week, you are resting, you are sleeping, you are taking all of the naps you need to take, you are nurturing yourself. But if you cannot do that, because let's face it, we all don't have that privilege, or maybe you are able to rearrange your schedule so you can rest on Tuesday, but maybe you work on Wednesday. This is a transit that gives us mental energy, right? So mental, Mercury, energy, Mars. And it's a good day to catch up with homework if you're in school. This is also a good day to pitch, communicate your thoughts and ideas to someone you want to collaborate with because our ideas are very clear. Or maybe a good day to debate or communicate your needs efficiently. Maybe 
the day that you communicate to yourself or someone what is it that you're releasing if maybe someone else is involved. I don't know. Then Thursday, Mercury will square Pluto. Still a good day for research, but we have to watch out for the rabbit holes because of Pluto. Because this rabbit hole may lead us to developing a very polarized opinion. So like, be mindful of your sources. Like when you're doing your research, make sure that you're just that you're just not clicking on every single thing that you see on the internet and just trusting it just because it's on the internet. Make sure that you're watching what your sources are. And watch how you're expressing yourself because this is an energy that can make us defensive. And you may want to dig deep to understand the truth of the matter. Just watch out for stalking tendency. Friday, Jupiter enters Pisces. Yummy, yummy, yummy Pisces. Yummy, yummy Jupiter in, in Pisces. I personally cannot wait for this transit because I did love it when it was going on from December 2021 to May 10th of this year. And it will be here again from this Friday all the way until December 20th. So that's about almost two months. Jupiter in Pisces wants us to slow down. It wants you to sleep when your body tells you to. It wants you to connect to your spirituality. It wants you to feel whole. So these next two months, we can make time and space for connection to our soul, our rest, and our spirituality. Jupiter in Pisces is here to show you how to be regenerative. regenerative. So let it show you how to be regenerative. And look at how the moon is telling us to rest. And look at how Jupiter in Pisces is telling us to rest. Did you know that rest is radical? <laughs> Did you know that rest is political? Did you know that rest can be revolutionary? Saturday, Mercury will join the Scorpio party. And it will be here until November 17th. So... More inquisitive energy to uncover our fears and desires. This is a time to discuss the taboos, the difficult topics we are too scared to talk about, a time to get to the bottom of things, to uncover the truth. Mercury in Scorpio, it's like our words, our ideas get very deep and they want to communicate deeply and we want to like know the other person's secrets and we may want to share our own secrets, we may want to talk about our own taboos, but we definitely want to know the other person's secrets and taboos. So just watch out for that energy as well. Cool? Cool. Lastly, Mars goes retrograde on Sunday until January 12, 2023. Retrogrades are a period for reviewing. I don't think we need to freak out about retrogrades as I mentioned earlier, growing is expanding and contracting, expanding and contracting, and these retrogrades just allow for that contraction to be felt, to be seen, to review it, to figure it out. We don't always have things figured out, and the planets are just basically telling us, hey, this is the perfect chance for you to try to figure this out. So Mars, the warrior, the go-getter, the my way or the highway, the planet that likes forward action and because it's retrograde meaning that it looks like it's slowing down and moving backwards 
Therefore, reviewing isn't necessarily its rhythm. Because of this, Mars retrogrades can feel very, very uncomfortable. Happening in Gemini, it involves our communication, how we say the hard things, how we use our words. This is a time to think, review how we want to use our words and how we don't want to use our words. Because, I mean, yeah, we can think about how we do things, but we can also think about how we don't want to do things. And I think this is a good time for that. Do we want to speak with kindness or do we want to go Ellis style and be nice? Do we want to communicate with compassion or do we want to be a little manipulative? Do I want to communicate clearly or do I not care how my message gets gets across? Again, we have a few months to figure this out. We have a few months to continue unpacking this transit, but this is more or less what that Mars in retrograde is going to feel like. Because sometimes we don't know how we want to do it until we're like, well, I definitely don't want to do it that way. So what does that mean? Oh, I want to do it this way instead. Okay, to recap, we have a new moon eclipse in Scorpio, a time to grieve, rest, and let go. Towards the end of the week, we can start being more active by planting that seed and doing the planning based on what we learned from the previous lunar cycle and what this story of release of this series of Scorpio uh, eclipses are trying to show us. We have a good day to communicate our need efficiently on Wednesday and a day to be inquisitive on Thursday, but just remember to watch out for defensiveness and stalking tendencies. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, new cycles begin with Mercury entering Scorpio, Jupiter re-entering Pisces, and Mars going retrograde respectively. So, inquire about your communication style and needs, and listen for when your body calls you to nourish it with sleep. The intention for the week is, I allow myself to sit with my feelings, whatever they may be. Magical practices for the baby witches is what I call Bella's nervous system reset, which is basically right after you cry, right after you feel angry, right after you feel like a very intense emotion that you think you need to regulate in order to come back to like yourself, what you do is that you like literally stand up and you shake your whole body, kind of like how dogs do, because that's why it's called Bella's. And you just shake your whole body so your nervous system is reset from that very intense emotion into a state of like, okay, I'm good. I can continue my day. And another magical practice is clearing and cleansing your space with incense this week, especially from Monday to the end of Wednesday. Light an incense and walk around your house with that incense lighted on. And if you wish to, you don't have to, but if you wish to, say a little prayer, something like, I cleanse my space from any energies that don't serve me anymore. And you just walk around your house with the smoke of that incense, saying those words. And that's a very easy, very witchcraft 101 for my baby witches this week. 
And then, if you're an experienced witch, this is a good week to do any cutting spells, grief work, and just the same as the baby witches, any cleansing spells and rituals you have in your Book of Shadows. Okay, that is the astrology of the week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, in order for highly sensitive people to find each other, we gotta get seen. And reviews help us, sensitively magical, get noticed by the algorithm so we can reach more people like you and me. Please rate and review if you think other people would benefit from this podcast. To everyone who leaves a review during October 2022, I'm sending a 15-minute pre-recorded astrological reading to give you self-care tools based on your own birth chart. So all you have to do is take a screenshot on Apple Podcasts before you hit submit and send it to me at mil, M-I-L, at aliciacoven.com with your date, time, and place of birth. This is all so I can actually look at your birth chart, otherwise I won't be able to do it. Cool. That is all. That is all. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me share my magic with you. See you on Thursday, hopefully on time this time, to celebrate sewing fairy godmother Karen Lapache. This episode is dedicated to my beautiful fiance, handsome, handsome Canadian men. <laughs> Are you giggling over there? I see you. <laughs> For literally being so supportive, for loving me in my weirdness from basically date one, for telling me I was weird on my second date and literally somehow, some way guiding me to just own my weirdness, I suppose, and for loving me even though we think very differently on many things. I'm literally looking at him while I say this and he's just looking at the computer and smiling over there being all weird. <laughs> Our music is created by Azteca X. And this show, this very fancy, fancy show is produced and edited by me, Millie Quintero. <laughs>